Um, okay, so now let's look at what I've been doing recently. Mexico, man. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for John Fisher to shoot in color. And um, I was inspired by the colors in Mexico and the artists and the art and, you know, the rhythms and, and all that stuff. My father started going to uh, a place called San Miguel de Allende. It is uh, the most undiscovered, discovered place I've ever seen. And the reason why it's undiscovered is because it's a pain in the ass to get to. <laughs> well, they have a pretty big expat community, right? It's a big expat com pat community of Canadians, Americans, even, you know, Europeans are in there. And um, it's a colonial city. It's uh, unbelievably beautiful. It's a walkable city. Um, and the architecture, it's all cobblestone and all that. Uh, it is going through, you know, a huge expansion, um, you know, for a number of reasons. Uh, it's being developed, condos bursting out everywhere. But the core of it is still unbelievable and beautiful. It's a whole day to get there. You, you know, from, from the East Coast here, you got to fly down to like Dallas or Houston. Do you, do you fly to Mexico City and drive you, from there? Well, you can. A lot of people do that. That's kind of a cheaper way to do it, but it's a four-hour at least drive or bus ride from Mexico City. So where did you fly to? So there's two, two airports. You could go to Carretero or Lyon. And Lyon is about an hour and a half away. That's a fairly uh, large city in central Mexico. Carretero is a smaller city that's closer, and that's where I try to go. Much more limited flights in and out of there, but they're expanding that airport uh, madly. And, um, but my father, um, you know, has been going every uh, winter for two months. It's high in the mountains, so the climate, one of the draws is it's like um, uh, Palm Springs kind of a climate, I think. You know, it's, it's up high, so it never gets really hot. Uh, it, it stays, you know, really in the 70s, 60s, 70s, all year round. The hottest season is the springtime where it might, you know, hit 90 or so. But it, it's, you know, it's, it's bearable. It's not humid. Um, so it's a wonderful climate and the value for the dollar is great. And it's a place like, the, you know, the expats and the, the locals, you know, coincide very well. It's an incredible culture, uh, cultural place. Um, the, you know, the Mexican Revolution, a lot of major stuff happened around there. Um, the, um, the art scene and the music scene is unbelievable. And um, it's just a wonderful place. And uh, it's not just retirees either, but when you go there, the the people you meet, whether the locals or the expat community, you make you you make serious so solid relationships, like walking down the street. It's it's unbelievable. It's 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 like an adult Disneyland or something like that. And I just love it. And um, very inspiring place too. And I just wanted to shoot color, so. This is the side of um, a building, uh, not in San Miguel. This is in uh, a, little, a little ghost town an hour outside uh, called Mineral de Pozos, where I'll tell you about how I almost got thrown in the, the Mexican jail there. Oh, that sounds uh, like fun. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> uh, little story. But this was a little uh, on the side of a building in this little town. Uh, it was a copy shop, um, Copias, you can see. Uh, and I don't know why they just paint, painted uh, over layers and layers of stuff over it. And I thought it was really interesting. And it was, it was not an easy shot to compose, you know. Um, but I like it. Um, just, again, 
starting to work with color and uh, form and, and stuff like that. Uh, one of my teachers in, in the uh, Philadelphia College of Art was Ray Metzger, and he transformed the whole idea of what even photography was to me by a show he did uh, when I was there in, in school in the, in the uh, mid-70s called Pictus Interruptus. And what he did was he photographed things uh, focusing on background elements, but he would put like an object or a torn piece of paper or anything right in front of the lens. And it wasn't about really documenting what he's photographing. It was about what the drawing with light, what photography is, writing with light, just a way to make marks with light. And it, it was mind boggling. And that has stuck with me ever since. Um, in, and um, so again, trying to shake through of the formal elements sometimes and, and photograph. One, one of the things that I also, uh, that influenced me heavily was when I was, you know, uh, teaching or uh, substitute teaching or an aide in the elementary schools, I would give the kids cameras to, uh, to, to shoot with, digital cameras, I'd hand them out. And at the end of the week, I'd look through what they shot and I'd look through hundreds and hundreds of images. Because these kids, when you're, when you're little and you don't have inhibitions, they run around taking pictures without thinking. We, you know, we are taught that making mistakes is bad. And you've seen people who are taking pictures in that deer in the headlights frozen thing. They're standing there, nobody's moving. The people that are shooting aren't moving, they're not taking the picture. What's going on, <laughs> you know? And so one of the things uh, that I really appreciated was that out of all those pictures that those little kids shot upside down on the, on the monkey bars, running this, that, the other thing, there were some unbelievable shots that they captured because they didn't have inhibitions. And that's what I try to do uh, with a lot of the work, to break out of that, that formality sometimes and just let the camera do its thing and capture something unexpected even. My intuition and instincts will lead me to point the camera in a direction, but let the camera do the rest of the work. And between me and the camera, we can agree on something that, that looks interesting. Um, so I guess the way I edited this is a lot of the shots I started with in the beginning are going to be more traditional focused imagery. Because, um, so, so, I mean, this has a formality to it, doesn't it? Or not? It's a lovely door. A window, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's a door, and I thought, like, how odd is that that this door is like suspended? Yeah, so it's pretty top. high, right? Yeah, it was pretty high, um, and I just liked the the freedom of what the camera was seeing to the left and the door and all that stuff. And so there's a formality to it, but yet an informality about it as well. So I'm halfway there. Uh, I guess here again, just these are the formal elements coming through. But hey, I'm working in color. That's a big step, right? <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, not sure if you're doing black and white, but you've done color before. I've seen your work. Not, 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 not as much. Not in the fine arts uh, realm. Right. Well, really. That's true. There was mostly portrait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway. I'm shooting in color here. That's incredible. All right. And just taking those cues. I mean, I, I cropped the shot down. I mean, I had, I had this whole girl in it, but I thought, you know what? It's not about her. It's about the blue. And it's about the shapes and the, the, the geometry and, you know, sort of like the, the decisive moment. Right. Oh, okay. 
I love impressionism and the impressionist painters and and what they do with. Uh, I think I lost you. Did I? Am I just seeing the Zoom screen, or is there another image on? Uh, there should be an image there. So sh should I? No, maybe it's just me because something popped up on my screen. So. Oh, okay. Um. All right. So you can't see this. You can, you cannot see this picture. Well, on my end, I just see a big zoom sign, but that's probably something else popped up open. Should I should I try going in and out of? Uh, yeah, let me change. Let me just see if anything changes on my end. But the weird thing is, I see us on the side screen. I'm going to stop the share and then start it again. Yeah, or if you don't mind, I don't know why this is. Uh, stop share. All right. Now all I have to do is figure out how to start it again. Um, I go to. Uh, you there, Boris? Uh, I can hear you, but I don't see anything. Okay, hold on a sec. Uh, Zoom, where are you, Zoom? Oh, there you are. Okay. So, uh, share screen. And... Okay, how's that? All right, now it's back. It's back? All right. All right. Anyway, I was walking down uh, some side street... And there was a construction site with the lattice work and the light coming through it and these colors. And, you know, just to me, it reminded me of, uh, you know, give me, give me, uh, is it uh, <sighs> Matisse or, you know, an impressionist painter or something like that. Just, just the color and the light and the geometry of it. Yeah, that's a great shot. Work in progress. I'm just looking at this one, deciding what the hell to do with it. This shot, I really, I don't know. I just love it. This one, the simplicity. I am totally uh, fascinated by the idea of... Uh, simplicity and minimalism uh less is more sometimes and just the per just achieving a certain balance of of uh tone color uh framing composition and i don't know this is a shot that i i really am proud of in recent recent times and it's just a cactus and some shadows all right and yeah, I'm, I'm getting into like the whole idea of abstract expressionism. Um, just photographing things by intuition, uh, blurring my eyes and imagining uh, what positive and negative space and color and form all do. I want, my, I want a lot of these uh, photographs to really look like paintings, to be paintings, for you to use the same sem sensibility. Not to say, oh, that's a nice photograph, but I like that because of the colors, the form, positive, negative space, and composition. So is that, is that your so new focus is more like expressionistic? Yeah. Kind of photography. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, Are you try to use longer shutter speeds. Okay. So what I, what I've been doing is I've been photographing. I decided at some point to uh, break every rule that I, I teach my students uh, as far as like acceptable shutter speeds, shooting in harsh lighting, because of what I saw with those kids uh, that were running around with the cameras way back when, uh, because of accidents that I've seen, or those pictures on your color film rolls in the uh, you know the seventies through you know the late eighties that you got that looked kind of cool, you know, but you didn't you know you weren't even taking a picture, you, you know the camera just went off. And 
I wanted to capitalize on aiming and my camera intuitively to capture things that look like they belonged somehow. And that, that's kind of, that is exciting to me. I, I've kind of lost interest in, um, in documentary pictures of people for, for the meantime. I, I want big, splashy, colorful things. And one of the influences in my life also has been my father has a great sense of color and he wears these great color combinations and a great accent color on his tie here and there and stuff. And it got to me through the years somehow. And um, I mean, this picture is, is a bunch of people waiting at a bus stop at a time in the day when I would never normally shoot. And I thought, you know what? Let me shoot 50 shots and see what I can pull out of it with the camera shutter speeds at a quarter of a second and an eighth of a second and shaking the camera and all that. And you know what? Out of 50 shots, there's only one that worked for me. Well, it's and sort of a lucky accident. You have to, one out of those 50 has to be lucky, right? Luck, but is it lucky if you're, 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 you have a feeling that there's something well, you have to do it, <laughs> so it's it's uh, calculated luck, I guess. Yeah. But all right, so you're using shutter speeds of one quarter second or one eighth of a second or yeah, half a second. All right, that's so it's not a case of you developing Parkinson's. So we're good. Well, I'm preparing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I know. I know. But yeah, absolutely, and actually, that's a great idea to offer photography classes to people <laughs> who can't hold still. Why not, right? Well, I think the color is what makes it in this case. Color. Color. I mean, you know, when I teach my students about color, what color is a bitch, you know? It's a bitch because uh, you know, with everything else you have to organize in the camera between, you know, the uh, – the shutter speed and the aperture and, and uh, the composition and the light and dark negative space balance. Color is a freaking distraction. But, you know, um, if that's what you're looking for, it becomes something different. Well, that's why black and white can be more real because color is never real. It's never the way you see it. But in your new work, it's an impression of an image. So it's there. We don't have to clearly see it. But when it works, it's, it's like you compared it to impressionist paintings. It's an impression of something. Yeah. So in that case, it works. But you have to know how to make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. right? If you want to call it a mistake. So if you didn't know how to do it correctly, you wouldn't know how to screw it up on purpose. Exactly. But one of the, one of the things I just love about this whole thing is, I mean, I've got brush strokes. I've got these things going on that I love. And I could take credit for them. And I didn't know they were going to be there. So there. Well, that, see, that's, I guess, one way to use digital because sometimes that would happen with film. But it wasn't on purpose. Mm. So you had this lucky accident, like reciprocity failure. When I mean, you can do oh, your yeah. calculations, at some point they don't work because of your, you know, just the chemicals and development, your ratio, how you mix them. At some point, those when you push the limits of film, it doesn't. The math doesn't work, so you never know what you're going to end up with. Yeah. And in this case, you kind of achieving a similar look, but with a digital. Right. And you know what? You know, you you can do all kinds of weird stuff in Photoshop and um, it's not the same though. with filters and this and that and the other thing. And of course I, I, I um, edit these in Photoshop and, and I do stuff, but I, I keep to the original, you know, I don't, I don't use filters. You know, I, I, I want, I want to cap, I want the connection to reality to be there without some kind of electronic, uh, manipulation you know 
Because it's obvious. If you settle with it, then it enhances what you got. But you can't create that. It just looks fake if you're just doing it. Right, right. right. It's just uh, the Central Gardens in in San Miguel. And uh, just this one shot. I really loved the way it... It's like a painting. And the prints are just gorgeous of, of these things. They're, they're just, uh, you know, on a big matte paper. They're just lovely. Now, is this, even, you know, if you go back to the one, is this an evening shot with lights or is this the color of the, of the garden? This is, this is like mid-freaking mid day. That's the oh, okay. sun. So, so those are all different flowers? That's the sun. Different flower, you know, flowers or light bathing, different things. That's a big tree right there. Because they do have nice gardens there, from what I hear. I haven't been there, but I've seen yeah. some photos. Yeah, yeah. There's just like a lot of color to work with. So this one won't make sense, but I won't even say anything. I mean, is it? What do you? What are your reactions when you when you see this? I mean, do you? What do you care what it is? Is it oh that's pretty and colorful or is it confusing? I, you know, I'm kind of curious because this shot ultimately I do like it, but it, it's a little challenging. Uh, it, it was a little more challenging for me to accept. Well, but it's I, like an abstract painting. I mean, I think the idea with photography or or how people usually see it is that they want to know what it is because it's supposed to be a representation of the actual image, but that's not what you don't. So if you get away from that, it's just an image. So, you know, just like abstract painting, you don't, you don't have to know what it is. You don't. And the reason why you see me backing away is because when you back away from it, it might come together as to what it is, but it doesn't really matter. But no, what it, it is, what it is, is there's a couple, there's like people, these are people, these dark things, and you can see they're just walking and these are just building facades. So, yeah, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Either you it doesn't matter. have a idea that, or, or it like appeals to you, or it doesn't. I like the human element. To, I, I would like people to have like some kind of a, like a little nuance, like, oh, wait a minute, they look like those might be people there, but it might not happen with this one. That's okay. Well, just like anything else, an abstraction is in the eye of whoever's looking at it, right? So you might see it, you might not see it. And reality is an agreement. <laughs> hey, if we get cut off again in two minutes, I'll have to restart another meeting. <laughs> oh, shit. That's okay. Okay. This one, I really like this one. Ah, I don't know. I, just I don't know why I'm thinking of fireworks. I know that's not what it is, but it has that feel to it, to me at least. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just like what, what the, the streaks did. I just like what the streaks did. It's a tree. It's a freaking tree. And there's golden colored buildings or light in the background. It's a tree. That's all it is. But it, to me, it's like the most abstract expressionist painting. Well, that's what it is. I mean, you moved from. Oh, that's a person too. There's a person. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's a penguin, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm amazed that you're getting such nice streaks. Yeah. Um, it's a brush stroke almost. The, uh, that was a stucco wall with light raking it. So I, I saw that one. Uh, you know, I, I saw the opportunity there. The light was just raking the stuccos. And... Uh, do you enhance them or are the streaks just what you get in your image? That's what you get, but, you know, there's sharpening. Okay, so you do enhance it a little bit. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't just, like I said, I do edit these, but I don't filter them or anything. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll sharpen them and all that. Right, but nothing beyond, like, your regular processing that you would normally do. Well, I do a little spiritual dance. You burned a little sage around the computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so this piece was a shot in Guanajuato City, 
which is about an hour from San Miguel de Allende. And uh, it is a capital of uh, the Guanajuato state. It is a city in a giant crater in the middle of the desert. It's really an amazing place, very colorful, vibrant, uh, full of people. Uh, and I, you know, again, was just inspired by the energy and the color of the place. And uh, this piece was really kind of cool. I dragged the shutter speed, uh, maybe a quarter of a second or so. And, um, you know, I just uh, like, you know, like the energy. Who is it? Where is he going? Uh, uh, you know, and that, that's all I can say. It's, it's a moment. It's just a moment. Uh, Whoever it is, the colors they're wearing is doing you a favor. Yeah, well, you know, the thing about, you know, these shots is that it's all very intuitive. I look, I see, and I shoot. And obviously, you know, the colors, I saw the color, and uh, boom, there, there I went. So let's see what's next. Uh-huh. Uh, this is one of the earlier uh, pieces in, in the series when I started doing this kind of uh, abstract expressionist, impressionist photography and um it's really uh just the colors painted on the facade of a building uh they were putting drilling a channel and putting some conduit into the building there's a door frame and i just you know i in my mind i just wanted to create these very vibrant color statements i was just looking all around for textures colors patterns um, energy. And again, you know, a lot of shooting to get the right framing, to get the right effect. Uh, and this one frame had something about the textures that it captured in the stones and the vibrance of the colors and all that. Um, I wanted photographs that looked really more like simple paintings, uh, very quickly done abstract paintings and uh that's what i got yeah, the, that line, the rocks oh go ahead that line looks like uh conduit at some points it looks like markings on the other it's really interesting yeah yeah so it, it it doesn't even matter really what it is that's the beauty of it you know <laughs> so right. the lines of the, around the rocks remind me of that uh starry night kind of feel to it i mean that, that it's Oh, just yeah. the motion of it's kind of it's kind of weird that it's circular. I, this is my, I, I I think of the Flintstones when I see this one for some reason. I well, don't. that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here uh, again, we're in uh, Guanajuato City, and you could see that there's houses and brightly colored buildings uh, going against the inside wall of this, the crater that is the surrounding the city. And I saw this cacophony of wires uh, like I'd never seen before, electrical uh, phone and, and electrical wires. And I just wanted to do something graphic with it. Uh, you know, make like a, a Miro kind of a painting uh, or something, something along those lines. Uh, or what's his name? Mondrian, something like that. And, um, yeah, so somehow the movement of uh, the camera and the contrast of the wires and whatnot uh, kind of stayed independent of each other. And, uh, and th th that's the beauty of, of what these shots are. Uh, in, in any scene, the, the unexpected is really takes precedence. Uh, and it brings the excitement back to me as a photographer to, uh, to shoot and to see the results is a really exciting thing. And I also, I often will um, see, uh, you know, an edit and then go back weeks, if not months later, and find new things, uh, looking at things differently. And, uh, you know, it, it's really, you know, kind of a rediscovery of, uh, of photography for me.
But it, it, that's a mining town. Right? You said it's a mining town. Guanajuato is not the mining town. Uh, no, no. It it was. Uh, well, it might have had some mining, you know, in the area, but it, it's a capital city, and it was a, a major uh, a major part in in the Spanish uh, Civil War. Um, you know, it's a very major uh, part. It reminds me, of, well, I, yeah, not that I can tell exactly what it looks like, but if you ever saw Bisbee, Arizona, yeah, <laughs> with all the, the side that all the houses in the hill kind of lined up the same thing. Oh, yeah? Okay. And we move on to uh, a, a tranquil park scene, uh, perhaps in San Miguel. And again, uh, just... This is just full of really whimsical little things that are going on that I really love. Uh, this little orange squirrel that's going, the explosion of these blooms of green from, from the foliage. Um, and these are, you know, people sitting on a park bench. And uh, I don't know, I just, uh, it makes me happy. When I look at this picture for some reason, you know, it's yeah. like a little gesture. I love the fine little swirls. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could really uh, get into the details and follow little trails and paths of things. Uh, and, you know, and, and then you step back and, you know, you see other things. So that's kind and, of. So at, what, a quarter of a second, you can still kind of make out the, the, features of people it depends. Yeah. yeah it, it, it really depends and what's fun is uh it it depends on the quality of the light is it hard light is it soft light are there uh you know spectacular highlights i'm always looking uh for things like that textures that are raked with light or spectacular highlights of things that are potential uh you know movements that can happen uh, and things that I don't really know about um, that, that happen that surprise me. You know, I love like sort of all the, the, the tones, the big washes of tones that kind of interact and make these big uh, fields of, of light and dark positive and negative spaces. Uh, I love what the colors do you know, in different areas the, with the color temperature of the light and, and whatnot. Um, you know, and as far as manipulation, you know, I'm, I'm playing with the curves of finding, you know, a threshold where do I want to, how much texture and uh, shadow do I really want to see in here? I have those controls. But again, I will not really manipulate things with filters or anything artificial. I want to keep to the elements that were there and just balance them out a little bit um, to, to what works with my eye. So what happens if you have hiccups? Do you run out outside with a camera that, right away? <laughs> hiccups, that, that could be a great thing. You know, uh, it could be a great advantage to get the hiccups uh, to do this type of shooting. Um, here, uh, I was walking home late one evening, streets were empty, and one of the, the challenges, the things that I love about this is, you know, I didn't have a tripod. Um, the challenge of like, what could I get out of this situation that I would never have picked up a camera and tried to do in the past? Um, and there happened to be a car at the end of the street and the camera, I guess was the movement was in a circular gesture. So we had some, some street lamps probably and a car and it made this, um, this kind of arrangement, this play of these circular forms kind of floating in space, almost like, um, you know, like a fairy fairy lights or something like that. And then I, I really loved the, uh, the ominous, very soft, ominous textures of 
the, the buildings and the streets. Uh, this, this is one of my favorite images because it's, it's a little bit different being a night shot and all that. Um, I fantasize about one day, you know, doing some, some shooting in Times Square uh, and seeing what I can get there. You know, but uh, Area 51, in my way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving along, this is one of, uh, you know, my prized images. And again, another situation where I, I wouldn't have shot a conventional picture under this situ the circumstances. Uh, it was bright, contrasty lighting. The sun was kind of flaring over the buildings towards you know my lens thus giving you all these um uh, flares which i loved um i i had a moment to take this picture before the guy disappeared and i forgot about it and it was just another one of those surprise surprises as i was editing through you know my hundreds of of shots um I looked at it and I said, wow, you know, let me look at that. And I just loved the, um, the color, uh, you know, the way the colors interplayed with each other and the bold graphic shapes of, you know, the, the sunlit areas. I love the double uh, kind of a uh, image that the figure took with it. One of my favorites. Yeah, Postel's work really nice. Yeah. The colors. And, uh, what lens are you using? I use uh, one lens, a, a pretty high quality zoom lens. <clears throat> I, I shoot with a Canon 5D. It's kind of a big husky camera, but it's, it's a workhorse. I've had it for years. And I use um, a 24 to 105 zoom. I was gonna guess the zoom lens you give so many glares. I'm like, it's gotta be a lot of elements. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one lens, 24 to uh, 105 lens gives me most of the range that I would ever need for the type this type of shooting, and it is a relief from the days of carrying that <laughs> camera bag with, um, you know, eight uh, dedicated lenses and trying to change a lens uh you know quickly and all that stuff those those days are over for me <laughs> right well you're shooting outside too so that that you know yeah plus with long exposures anyway it's not gonna make any difference it's not like you need a 1.4 <laughs> right exactly exactly it does does what i needed to do and this this shot surprised me uh there was a lot of foliage at this place we uh, we're listening to some music uh, and the light was kind of raking through it. And I just started shooting madly. And there's a certain freedom in the composition. I, I was literally shooting and raking and panning all over the place, uh, not composing or framing in the viewfinder carefully. Um, and just doing different movements and different speeds. And out of, uh, you know, 50 shots, uh, this one spoke to me. Something about the way, you know, there's this diagonal, uh, vertical diagonal kind of movement that kind of brings everything, unifies everything. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. I like these little punches of the, the red color coming through. And I do like this, uh, this cactus that anchors the shot, you know? Yeah, it's like a rain of colors. Yeah. And I, I haven't made a print of this yet, but it, it would make just a beautiful print. I, I mean, you know, honestly, what I have envisioned with a lot of these shoots that I've been doing is in the end, I want to end up with something just punched with beautiful color and form and, uh, and all that. I, I, I almost know that I want to look at when I go out shooting, I, I, I know what type of image I want to see on in a frame on the wall. Uh, 
you know, just colorful, uh, exciting, not necessarily just decorative uh, photography, uh, but it's not documentary photography. So it's somewhere in between, something that you can tune into on an emotional level, on a visual, um, you know, level of, uh, you know, uh, just beauty, uh, you know, and, and just enjoy, enjoy the imagery. Well, it is, you can't escape the documentary part of it because you're documenting the, the moment. You're capturing something, a, a moment in time and light and all that. Uh, yes, you are. But you're also looking at potential abstraction and all that. Like this tree. Yeah, that's uh, gorgeous. It's a cactus, actually. They, when cactuses um, get really old, they, they actually start growing into like these cactus trees. Um, and this one, admittedly, um, you know, I punched up the, uh, the color, the saturation, not the saturation, but um, yeah, the saturation of the color. Uh, and I, I, as I was playing with the image, I saw the controls that I could have with um, selective color in Photoshop with different elements of the light shining on these cactuses. And I really wanted, this is even more of a departure than a lot of the other images that I've shown because it's kind of more highly manipulated. It's less true to what was there. And uh, that's a direction that I'm gonna be pursuing a little bit is, you know, really pushing it um, and seeing what lives latently in any given image. And uh, it just happened to work with this one by accident, by manipulating, you know, the different controls in Photoshop, I saw some potential. And I really like this one. I don't know. My father, when I sent it to him, he was like, I'd like to see you do more of the, whatever. But uh, I don't know. I think if I well, make it, a beautiful print it of it. It does work. No, it's really interesting. But yeah, yeah, I like it. Bob Ross, happy accidents. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And what's next? Okay. And this that's you, sure right? Getting uh, in trouble <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> it's a self portrait? Yeah, that's a self portrait, sure. Uh, I was um, able to um, uh, have the, the, the pleasure of, of uh, bringing a, uh, a life model. Uh, to a little remote village called Mineral de Pozos, about an hour outside of San Miguel, uh, a little dusty town that is known for, you know, its silver mines. Uh, it was a, basically, they call it a ghost town. It's getting a resurgence of uh, in, uh, interest in it. Uh, some artists are moving in and around the little town, um, but it is really quite a quiet, dusty uh, forgotten little place, uh, but surrounding it are these big um, park-like uh, areas in the desert with beautiful landscaping, um, and there were uh, a lot of mine shafts and mines and old ruins of haciendas, and I thought, what a, what a great opportunity. Um, you know, I had this uh, wonderful actress, Gina Acosta, model, um, uh, a musician, etc., kickboxer, and uh, late in the day, um, the park. You know, there weren't many people there anyway. Uh, you pay an admission fee, and uh, we had a van uh, with a, a very good, uh, well-spoken English-speaking driver who brought us to this uh, this one area. You walk around, and you'd see like a little barbed wire fence and a big hole and the driver dropped a stone down into this big hole and it took like 10 seconds to hear it hit the bottom. So these are the mine shafts and um, man, you know, a little piece of barbed wire 
strung around it. Man, if you fell in there, uh, you, that'd be the end of you. No one would find you. No one would find you. Uh, and these things were kind of like all over the place. But there were also beautiful um, vistas and, and um, cactus and all that stuff. So late in the day, I thought, you know, let me do some nudes uh, of, of Gina. And we had some scouts, lookouts, make the, sure the coast was clear. And um, we started shooting. It was very difficult uh, to do the shoots because, well, you know, walking on, on those sharp stones is, is no fun. And if you stayed still anywhere or sat down anywhere, they have these uh, very, very aggressive uh, army ants in Mexico. So it was a, a difficult shoot for her and me. You know, I had to hang myself down the edge of this uh, ravine uh, to get, you know, this, this kind of shot that was between me and her. And I shot, you know, a lot of stuff. I had her doing some dance moves. I had her, you know, acting some dramatic things, uh, facing the camera. And, you know, it's one of those things that happens when, you know, there's the unexpected. And uh, I said, you know, take a break. And she turned around and stretched. And this is really probably one of the favorite shots I got from, uh, from that situation. Uh, although I did uh, I get, a, uh, get another one uh, from the frontal view that I, I kind of like, where it looks like she's kind of like, uh, you know, the, the, the sun goddess. Uh, prancing you know. a bit. Yeah, dancing around. And I, I enjoyed that one. Well, it just so happened that some people, <coughs> family, saw us doing this from a distance. And we worked for about, you know, another hour doing a bunch of different shots. And uh, on our way back to uh, the parking lot where the, uh, the bus was, um, the driver came running over to us and says, the, the ticket lady is very upset and wants to talk to you. And I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus. All right. So, you know, we're in trouble. And what happened was, uh, I guess this family thought we were doing porno or something like that. And um, this woman was kind of adamant and she showed us these brochures that said you can't do any photography without paying fees and blah, 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 blah. And the conversation just didn't stop. Uh, it was all in Spanish. Uh, I was just keeping my cool, listening to the, our driver and Gina kind of talk her way out of it. Um, and it just went on way too long. And I knew I was in trouble when being in the middle of nowhere, a, a van, a police van rolled up and uh, two police uh, dressed in military style outfits and, uh, you know, submachine guns uh, came out and told me to stand over by that wall. Well, the first thing I did as soon as I saw that was I got rid of the, uh, the card from my camera and, and hit it in the bus because I just didn't, after all that and effort and all that, I didn't want to lose the, the shot. So thank God that I was able to do that. Uh, and they, they interviewed me and for a while, you know, translated, took ID, passports and all that. I had about, you know, eight people waiting in, in the, uh, the bus that, you know, I was on an art workshop that I was running and, uh, that was a little awkward, but uh, I decided, you know, there's nothing I can do. Keep my cool. And uh, fortunately, the police, who sometimes, in particularly in Mexico, are the ones you have to watch out for, because I, I've talked to a lot of, uh, you know, the drivers that take us to and from the airport and on uh, little trips like this, uh, you know, about you know, the roads in Mexico, you know, you hear about incidents of uh, robberies and stuff. And, you know, many of the drivers told me that, you know, it's the police that shake people down. They have a roadblock and before you know it, they're uh, shaking down the uh, people for their watches and money and stuff like that. And you got to pay your taxes. <laughs> yeah, got to pay your taxes. And fortunately, these guys were nice guys. I, I just regret that I didn't do a selfie with them. But I guess at that point, I, you know, I didn't want to mess around with uh, fate. Um, they left, but the mad ticket lady was still going at it. And it ended up where uh, she wanted double the fee 
of course. Uh, which amount? You'd have done that right from the bed. Just slip her 50 bucks and say, have a nice day. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would have given it to her an hour sooner. It amounted to about $70. And uh, I ended up, uh, we got in the bus and I said, you know what? I'm thirsty. I've been standing out in the sun. And uh, I gave her a few pesos and she gave me a nice cold drink. And we were out of Dodge, out of Dodge. <laughs> but... I did get some other uh, wonderful pictures of uh, that's Gina. A, that's a nice one. Yeah. Um, this is actually out of order. It's from a different location, but um, I you know, was able to work with Gina. Um, we really worked very well together. Um, her, you know, her acting and, and uh, modeling and uh, even music and, and dance skills, uh, really, we just, you know, were able to just, do a tremendous amount of uh, shooting in three or four different occasions. Um, this is from that same uh, place in the desert town. Wow. Um, ruins of old uh, mining buildings and haciendas. And, you know, I, I walked around for 15, 20 minutes and I saw about half a dozen places I wanted to shoot. And I knew as soon as I saw this that, yeah, we got <laughs> to put her in that, uh, in that hole in the wall. And it was tricky, you know, the light that day. Uh, I was kind of pissed that all of a sudden the sun, it was like a very soft, voluptuous light. And as I, you know, got her in position, it was, you know, not an easy position to, to, for her to maintain that the sun blared out. But in the end, I, I kind of like it. The contrast actually works for this shot and the textures yeah. and all that. It reminds me of Kali. Uh, Kali, the Indian goddess. Of yes, yes, and, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, some kind of circular dancing pose. Yes, absolutely. And here's another scene from uh, another shoot, and this was very difficult, uh, not only because of the cactus, which she she didn't have to go near. There was some clearance. But man, those fire ants, you know, you sit down for 10 seconds and you, you, you know, you have like maybe 30 seconds before you got to get up. And So she didn't strike the pose and then the cactus grew around her. She had to actually fit herself in there. <laughs> exactly. Right? Did she have she, battle scars at the end of the day? Uh, maybe some, some little, little bites, but not, nothing severe. Nothing severe. You got to bring some raid next time. <laughs> yeah i mean it, it was you know we had some blankets and this and that and the other but yeah it was, it was difficult really really difficult uh shoot um you know i just did as much as i could and she had a friend who designed some of these beautiful fabrics and the light at the end of the day uh and you know this image kind of evokes religious Madonna-like uh, uh, images, I think, somehow. Yeah. Well, you got a beautiful light coming over the hill there. It's yeah, nice. yeah, it was, it was just, just a magical, you know, magical uh, opportunity. I brought her to uh, a, somebody who had a, a lovely home in uh, San Miguel, and... We did a lot of shooting. I saw they had a wrought iron uh, rail fence that had making beautiful shadows on the uh, patio. And so it was time to lay down on the hard stone patio and look like you're relaxed or comfortable um, <laughs> and meet a perch over a wall. And I really, I love this shot. Uh, because I, I love the way her face is just in deep shadow, you know, um, and I, uh, the contours of the, uh, the shadows and the placement of them. I, I knew I had to do a lot of shooting uh, to get the right images, and I did a lot of shooting, and um, I ended up with a few really nice ones. Yeah, the shadows one, make it, yeah. The, the print I made of this one, um, and, uh, you know, I'm making fairly large-scale prints, uh, about um, 30 by 40 inches, something like that. 
was just the tones of it were just like nothing I'd ever seen come out of my printer before. It's beautiful lighting though. It's really nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it almost transcends being, you know, a mortal human. Uh, you know, I look at this and I, I think of some of the, the Aztec stone carvings or uh, that, that you see. Yeah, the shadows almost make it look like it's carved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, these are just some of my favorite images. And, you know, I couldn't help, you know, in any of these, in all of these situations, uh, I'm into this whole new uh, movement, motion, blur. And I really like the way this one turned, turned out. Uh, just something about her face. It's, it's more of a, a caricature or, you know, some kind of a, uh, a quick illustration of an expression of a moment. And we went inside and there was some beautiful iron rail and uh, light and walls and stairwells and all that. And uh, we just did as much as we could in, uh, in an afternoon. And I just love, you know, she, she just shook her hair and it ended up, you know, I call this a bad hair day. Um, <laughs> I love where you put the cam, the camera placements really nice. Yeah. And that, all that stuff I got from just things, you know, as I uh, might've mentioned earlier, um, Ray Metzger was one of my teachers at the Philadelphia College of Art and he wasn't afraid to shoot, you know, right through things, uh, inches in front of the lens. And, you know, it's a way that, you know, especially when, you know, there's limited things to compose with, that you could really just make some incredible um, compositions and, and play with the idea of uh, connecting your, uh, you know, the design of your image for, with, foreground elements and background and positive and negative spaces all kind of become one. And, you know, you just develop this whole rhythm of movement in, in, in your shooting. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, with, with the, the model and the light and the juxtaposition, this was like one of the most fulfilling shoots, you know, that working with, uh, with Gina. Uh, yeah. That it almost I, looks like she knows what you were shooting in well again we connected she yeah. understood what you know i was you know she spoke pretty good english and i said you know this is about you know the the plays that you're in the drama or rhythm uh and then i was really privileged that she uh she showed me what she could do with her kickboxing Oh, nice. <laughs> so she got, uh, she just started doing these dumps. This is uh, her last known photograph. Yeah, this is it. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, I said, Gina, you know, this is, look at this light, look at the stairs and the stairwell. What can we do? I want you to do what, what you want. And that's, that's a lesson. Uh, I've worked with musicians and portraits and, and things like that. And, you can't just limit yourself and get caught up in what you think are going to be the best, you know, ideas or results. Uh, anytime I've turned it over to the subject and said, give me something, you know, from you, I have been rewarded. And this was one of them. She just did these jumps. I couldn't even believe it. And, um, we just finished off the shoot. You know, how many of those could she have done? <laughs> you know, we both were exhausted by the end of, uh, of the shoot. And, uh, yeah. and that was that. So there we go. There you have it. Um, and that pretty much wraps up, uh, you know, what, uh, 
what I've been working on as of recently. And, uh, you know, the question is, where do I go from here? Deeper, further, you know? <laughs> Keep going. I mean, it's, Keep a, going. Yeah. it's a nice, uh, I mean, they're so different, but at the same time, you can, you can tell that they're yours. Yeah. You know, there's two distinct bodies of work that I was with working on, you know, kind of simultaneously. Um, and you know, the, the nudes and, and the desert and the landscapes and stuff, you know, show, you know, the old me, more of the old me, the formal elements and, uh, you know, in my design and all that stuff. And it, that even carries through in the color work, but, you know, at least, you know, there are different directions and, uh, but you know, they're both me. And, uh, so that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you very much, John, for sharing, uh, all the you and the old stuff. And there's uh, Buster. <laughs> Buster tells, tells us that, uh, you know, Time is up. Uh, this interview is over, but, um, thank you guys. Thanks, uh, Boris and Alex for, for having me. And, um, you know, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Right. Yeah, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for doing it. So I'll, right. uh, I'll talk to you soon, John. Okay. Take care.